0: habitability for anybody that's in distress. And then, of course, looking at the waterways, if there's any environmental pollution uh, or any maritime disaster that we need to take care of. Just
1: a few more hours before the U.S. is scheduled to complete withdrawal from Afghanistan. And hours ago, there was an attack in Kabul. CBS's Charlie Daggett is in nearby Doha, Qatar.
0: A burnt-out shell is all that's left of the vehicle that's said to have served as the launch pad for this morning's rocket attacks. At least five rockets sprayed
1: in the direction of the airport anyway, some landing in nearby neighborhoods, others shot down by the missile defense system. White House says 1,200 people were evacuated yesterday. Yesterday. The New York Times calculates COVID hospitalizations in the U.S. have shot up almost 500 percent in the past two months. In Nevada, the Clark County District has confirmed more than 1,100 cases since the new school year began. Parents like Andy Block would like his young daughters to be vaccinated. With
2: Delta, it spreads so much more rapidly and easier, and um, I've seen cases uh, skyrocket. Shots
1: not yet approved for kids under 12. Opting for salt substitutes could save lives. Here's CBS's Vicki Barker. Salt substitutes contain less sodium and more potassium than conventional table salt, yet taste the same. Now Australian researchers say switching to one can cut your risk of stroke by as much as 14 percent if you're one of the millions of people with high blood pressure. This is CBS News. Fever is the key symptom for both the flu and COVID. The Exergen Temporal Scanner is essential to detect fevers early and reliably. Learn more
0: at exergen.com. At Shell, we know from the time you get up to the time you wrap up, Good night. there's a lot of meetups, ups eat-ups, and hurry-ups. So come to Shell and get three things done at once. Fill up with Shell V Power Nitro Plus to help keep your engine running like new. Save up with the fuel rewards program and never pay full price for gas again and snack up with in-store rewards to save even more at the pump. Make the most of the stop you need to make with Shell. And engines that continuously use Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium gasoline. And see full terms and conditions at FuelRewards.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.
3: Ready for an oil change? Visit the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts to get everything you need. Right now, get 5 quarts of Mobile One Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $28.95 and earn double O rewards points with your purchase. Protect your engine against sludge and wear with Mobile One Full Synthetic Motor Oil. On sale now at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh,
0: oh, O'Reilly Auto
3: Parts.
1: From Russia, a trend of racist harassment is heating up. A Russian sushi chain has apologized for casting a black man in an advert after a racist backlash online. The chain, based in the Siberian city of Krasnoyarsk, published a promotional picture of a black man surrounded by three white Russian women this month. In response, members of a banned nationalist and misogynist group launched an online campaign, bombarding the restaurant with bad reviews and naming the women featured. After initially saying it would not back down, the sushi restaurant has apologized for, quote, offending Russians. Felix Light for CBS News, Moscow. Six years after he gave up his Comedy Central gig. This is The Daily Show with John Stewart. John Stewart is returning to TV. The Problem Will launch on Apple TV September 30th. Each one hour episode will be a deep dive on a single current affairs topic. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Are you a true crime super fan? Join award winning 48 hours correspondent Aaron Moriarty on the My Life of Crime podcast. Named the 2021 digit best podcast each episode pulls you straight into the investigations including a new york city after party gone horribly wrong a cold-blooded teen killer looking for a retrial and more season three coming
3: this fall follow my life of crime on apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts vaccines are not enough and accurate thermometers are essential for everyone COVID is once again a major concern, and fever is the key symptom for both the flu and COVID. An accurate thermometer, like the Exergen Temporal Scanner, is essential to detect fevers early and reliably. Studies have shown that non-contact thermometers are ineffective and therefore dangerous as they create a false sense of security. Exergen is working with a single focus to ensure that everyone who needs an accurate thermometer can purchase one. Learn more at exergen.com.
1: Project Rise.
4: I'm John. You may know me as a commercial lender,
0: but I'm also a craftsman and a dog dad. At Park National Bank, we're more than our job titles and you're more than an account number. You get personal attention and direct access to a caring, compassionate banker who respects and responds to your needs and goals. Find John or a banker near you at parknationalbank.com. Park National Bank, where you mean more. Member FDIC, parknationalbank.com.
5: Hi, I'm Kim. And this is Ruth.
1: Please join us every Wednesday morning on 970-WATH to make it happen. It's the Kim and Ruth show.
5: It's not the Kim and and Ruth show. show. It's really...
1: Tune in to Make It Happen with Kim and Ruth every Wednesday morning at 10.06. And we'll spend time talking about health and wellness topics. And all aspects of healthy living. But we know that you're the real expert in your health, so let us help you make it happen. Wednesday morning at 970 WATH to make it happen.
2: Are you struggling to pay out-of-pocket Medicare costs?
4: Your deductibles, co-payments, and prescription medication can really add up. Buckeye Hills Regional Council can help you navigate confusing sign-ups and help you save money. Medicare savings programs
2: such as extra help or a low-income subsidy are available. Call 1-800-331-2644 for free over-the-phone assistance with enrollment. No
4: waiting, no travel. Just one phone call. That's 1-800-331-2644
6: quality. You hear that word a lot in commercials, but there's one business in town whose quality and prices are unsurpassed. I'm talking about Minuteman Press on Washington Street right next door to the Donkey Cafe, uptown. You see, Minuteman Press is a hybrid. First, it's a full-service sheet-fed press where they can create great art to meet your needs that the other places are simply unable to do. And they're also a complete copy shop as well. Minuteman Press on
1: Washington between Court and Congress, 5937393. That's 5937393. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council.
3: I-N-E-P-T. Inept Tech.
0: Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters,
5: oysters, raw, raw, raw.
3: Talking with Coach Art Turf, the head football coach, athletic director here at Inept Tech. And Coach, we recently discussed your conference. I know the season is getting ready to get underway this week, and let's talk about your schedule. What type of schedule do you have for us this year?
0: Well, we do have a fine schedule lined up. We're going to be playing a bunch of fine opponents, going to be playing a bunch of fine ball games this year, and all the fans can look forward to some fine conference ball games those are folks that we're going to be playing what's in the conference and every ball game we play in the conference counts toward the conference championship and i am predicting that we are going to be in the thick of the fight for the conference championship this year and of course all the ball games that we play that's non-conference games those are folks that aren't in the conference and they're going to be just as exciting and fine of ball games for the fans to watch
3: well let's run down that schedule uh, for our fans coach what do we got coming up
0: We're going to open up this week against South Oklahoma State. Uh, SOS, you know, their program I understand needs quite a bit of help and uh, we purposely put them at uh, first of our schedule because we figured we was going to soft soap them and this was going to be an easy victory for us and then we follow up by Indiana Orthopedic University IOU, you know, they owe us a victory. They, they stomp us pretty good and, and uh, broke us up quite a bit last year so they owe us a victory so we figure that going into the first home ball game of the season that we're going to be 2-0. and zero.
3: And we'll look at the rest of the inept schedule with Coach Art Turf in just a moment.
6: And the Art Turf Show is proudly brought to you by Tecton digital tire gauges so you can accurately blow up without blowing out.
3: We're discussing the inept tech schedule for this season with Coach Art Turf and Coach, you gotten us through the first couple of ball games on the schedule what do you have on farther down the line
0: well we opening up on the road with two road ball games and come back the third week with the home opener and the first conference ball game of the year against cinema state and you know we're not going to have any trouble at all beating them folks because there ain't no shortage of game films whenever we play them so we're going to be well prepared when we go into our home opener against cinema state and then we come back with another home ball game the next week against rock slide vermont Polytechnic, and boy, howdy, that's really a mouthful, so we just try and kind of shorten that to RSVP, and we're figuring that they could be the answer to our struggling program, and it looks like we're going to come up with our fourth consecutive straight victory in a row, open up the season four and zero before we take on another road game the following week. We're going to be playing Seashore State, and there's not a whole lot we know about these folks right now. That seems like they're kind of a fishy opponent, but uh, we're looking forward to playing them boys and then coming back on for another conference ball game at home. Double Dakota Tech. And boy, they're always tough. And uh, we're looking forward to playing them because uh, DDT is still working the bugs out of their program.
3: Sounds like a very tough schedule in front of you. How are you going to close out now?
0: Well, we're going to close with the last four ball games on the schedule. But you know, we're going to be playing them ball games the same way we play all the rest of our ball games. And that is one ball game at a time. <laughs>
3: Listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the fighting oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only coach, Art Turp.
0: In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM970 970
1: and 97.1 FM, WATH!
4: Ah, very pleasant uh, sunshine coming in our windows this morning. 72 outside, can't beat that. Headed to 82 though. In fact, the next few days are gonna be a little odd. Not so hot. Some concerns about rain and flooding. And then Thursday, mostly sunny. Thunderstorms even listed for today. Oh, well. There's not much we can do about it. We just have to live through it, right? And uh, make the most of it. Good morning, folks. It's uh, the 30th day of August. August 30th. Let's see, today's National Beach Day. I'm all for that. Yeah, it's National Grief Awareness Day. What do you think that means?
6: Um, I think it maybe I haven't looked at it yet, but I'm thinking maybe to be aware of those that may be in grief and. Be there for emotional, spiritual support and encouragement. Something like that.
4: Well, we certainly can't uh, speak against that. If it's what you say, that's very important. All right. And National Toasted Marshmallow Day. Doesn't sound too bad either. Yeah, good to go with
6: that. And, um, you know, have the, what do they call those, the s'mores?
4: S'mores. S'mores,
6: yes. S'mores. With uh, graham crackers and a piece of chocolate. Hershey's. It's got to be Hershey's. <laughs>
4: yeah. That's the way the... I haven't uh,
6: had one of those for years. Yeah, same here. You, you might been, have to
4: put a little fire outside I do here think, sometime. I do think... Uh, we, we, we have a... I don't know. Maybe... Probably a half dozen times a year. We have a backyard uh, night fire pit that we enjoy sitting around and just relaxing you know yeah um and, but we haven't done it recently but i I'll bet 2 months ago i got to thinking about s'mores s'more, s'mores however you say that s'mores okay s'mores <laughs> and um, s'mores and got all the uh, ingredients for it now, we normally have graham crackers in the house, and uh, but it's the marshmallows we didn't have. So I bought some of those. And uh, maybe in the next week or so we're going to do that. Yeah, that would be a good one. I've got a little more information
6: on National Grief Awareness Day, if you would okay, like sure. that. Of course. Uh, it it uh, recognizes the time to take to heal from loss. Uh, doesn't have a prescribed course, and as a reminder, closure comes in many forms. And when a loved one dies, the void they leave affects everyone differently. Uh, yeah. Um, offer to listen to a friend or ask them to join you for coffee, tea, whatever it may be, and uh, send them a message letting them know that they are never far from your mind, and set another date for another visit. And uh, it says how to observe this. Look for signs of grief in yourself and your loved ones. Self-care is vital after and during a loss. There's no shame in seeking assistance with grief. If the pain becomes overwhelming, and uh, there's a website here you can visit uh, called change.org to find out more. So it was founded
4: in uh, 2014. One, one of our commercials we had here in the stack uh, before the program, I think it was. A, whoops, there goes my phone. I forgot to turn it off. Go away, phone. Um, one of the commercials I think we had on the program here a few minutes ago was sort of raising uh, concerns about contactless thermometers. And I I, I I don't I don't remember what the entire commercial was about. But they were kind of hinting at least or suggesting they may not be very accurate.
6: I think I recall something like that as well.
4: The um you know in the last year and a half or so, since this—I guess two years—since this COVID thing has popped, um, my wife's had a variety of uh, routine visits to different healthcare centers as she deals with her cancer, right? And they—they um, they always hold that um, that scanner to your head your forehead mm-hmm. before you enter the building to make sure you're not uh, carrying a temperature
6: yeah
4: uh, we have uh, such a thing right here in the building that we acquired um when this all happens so that as each person enters the building they could check themselves and make sure that they're not out of normal zone, zone. Um, we have a fancy one here, too, that, um, can read the heat of on a piece of equipment. You know what I mean? Yes. And, um,
6: what are you waving at? Liz and I are communicating.
4: Oh. Um, well... The, like we have a a circuit breaker that um, in back is um, once in a while tripping. We check it periodically and it's reading, you know, 116 degrees or something like that. It's running a little hot. But um, anyway, we've got the part coming for that. But these um, thermal scanners, I don't know think it's a good idea for a company to be advertising that there's some question about them with <laughs> their accuracy. There's uh, as much as they're used and all of that right now. Yeah, right. their reliability. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I do think we have a caller here. Good morning.
5: Good morning. What happened to your AM side of the radio station?
4: I, I'm sorry. I don't understand what your question is.
5: Well, over the weekend, we weren't getting the AM.
4: Okay, there were various power problems.
5: And FM also uh, for a period of time.
4: Yeah. Yeah, they're all on different circuits. That made
5: me change my radio. (laughs) I waited for AM to come on.
4: AEP got involved. Mm
5: -hmm.
4: So we, we, you know, there's some things that we can't help. And, we um, get so used to it. We so, had some know. pretty significant thunderstorms, if you may recall. So um, that's that's what happens. It's, without power, <laughs> it's hard for us to put on a, a signal. Anything else?
5: No, but uh, maybe on the FM, but I guess it's not... No one's there, right? There's no one there to do anything with FM that they could have told the people... Or AMs off temporarily or anything?
4: Uh, it depends. There's people in and out, but I can't... Mm-hmm. I don't know um, the specific time you're referring to. It doesn't really matter. Um,
5: when will it be back on, do you think?
4: What is, Oh, is... You're saying something's off now?
5: Well, it was. I guess I just haven't... Is it on now? I'm just glad you have S- what you're saying Scott, Should do you
6: know be? what we're
4: talking about? Yeah,
6: the... Uh, Transmitter, uh, the backup transmitter apparently had a power failure, and our engineers are up there right now, well, working on it. But apparently, we're only broadcasting on ninety-seven point one. Oh, I see, I
4: didn't oh, know that. Oh, you didn't and know uh, that. Nine seventy. No. Okay, let me and yeah. let me push the button here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just went and checked nine seventy. Yeah, it's been off since uh, Saturday
6: afternoon, I think. Yeah oh, Okay. I didn't even know. I'm sorry. Yeah, they went up there to check on it Saturday afternoon and they're going to try to do some maintenance on the transmitter this morning.
5: That's why you didn't say anything you didn't know. No, no. (laughs) And and in regard to the uh, temporal scanner uh, temperature things, they are not as accurate as a regular thermometer. I know that medically. I know that because I've had them do both at the same time. So if you have a 101 degree temperature in a medical office and they do the temporal scanner and you appear to be normal and the patient says, but I'm hot, and they feel her head and she's hot, well, she's running at 101 temperature. And I know that because in a well woman visit, for example, which is ridiculous for me to just say this, in a well woman visit, I suppose a well man visit as well, they do not check your temperature. Which is ridiculous, as far as I'm concerned.
4: I don't so, even know that is that an organization or what?
5: No, you get a well-woman visit or a well-man visit, and it is not it is not cheap. It is extremely uh, expensive. and they say to you, don't worry about it. It's covered. It's covered. At least under Medicare, okay. it's covered. It's a $477 charge for a uh, well, wellness visit, huh. and it's $316 if you get a second one. Let's say one year you get it, then you go on to the, to the second year, and that comes down a little bit to $316. Hmm. But we're not supposed to worry about it because yes. um, it's covered by your insurance fully, just like your flu shot. Well, if you're, if, you're, if you're going to the doctor, which many people only go to the doctor when they're sick, you don't really want to go for a wellness visit because you're uh, going to the doctor, which is expensive enough, and especially if you do not have insurance. But um, you've never had one of these.
4: I You'd, don't know the term, no.
5: You must not have had one of these. But I,
4: I have a, um, typically I think it's every six months. I have a visit with my physician.
5: Yeah, that's a regular visit, yeah. Okay.
4: So is there any need for me to have one of those other things then?
5: No, I don't think so. Oh, I but they get been. a little upset with you because they say it's encouraged by your by your by uh, by the entity under which we get our, our services, which happens to be Ohio Health. And the reason it's encouraged, this is just my thinking, is, is because it's a bonus right off the top and um so they get a little upset with you if you don't want a well wellness visit but if you're a lady you go to the obgyn you you get a wellness visit even if you don't want a wellness visit so when you get your statement you're sort of surprised like whoa i didn't want this but it's too late
4: yeah okay
5: (laughs) that's been a pet peeve for me for a long time and, um, you know, just because it's covered doesn't mean you need it.
4: I understand, and I just didn't really have any knowledge of it.
5: I, I was figuring you didn't. Thanks very much, and okay. um, let's hope that the A, uh, I get used to but I was just informed by my husband that they're both the same channels. <laughs> you see, I never turn on the FM. I was the, so same used to channels. the AM.
4: You mean the same programming? simulcast, he, yeah. That's yeah. what he says. That's correct. Yeah. They no. are what we call simulcast.
5: That means simultaneously playing the same thing at the same yeah. time, correct? It does. Oh, I could work at your station. I know that term now. There you Thank go. Thank you.
0: Okay, bye-bye. <laughs>
4: Bye. um, yeah, okay, so I just learned something. And that is that 970 WATH on the AM band not been on the air for a while. When I popped in my car this morning, I checked... uh, I checked uh, AM and FM, but I forgot to go over to... um, Or I should say I checked WATH and WXTQ, but I forgot to go over to the AM side of WATH. So I was unaware of that. And uh, we did have a problem with uh, the storm over the weekend and I know that uh, uh, two of our engineers who kind of are on call type people uh, we're going to look at something today up at um, the sea C- out on Armitage Road where our AM tower is but I didn't realize we were off the air okay <clears throat> Well, let's see here. Non-contact thermometer. I guess we've beaten that up enough. Um, We could talk uh, about COVID a bit. We have the uh, statistics as of yesterday. So, uh, let's see here. Maybe I didn't update all of these. Recovered three, three, five. Nope. Okay, I see. Well, let's just do Ohio and Athens then. I, I evidently failed to update the world and U.S. information yet. So, um, we had in the last 24 hours, well, remember, this see, all, all is always uh, as of 2 o'clock the day before. But in the 24 hours prior to that, Ohio had an additional um, 3,963 cases, bringing the total thus far to 1,211,895, so of our state's population, basically 10 and a third percent. Now, a lot of those folks are cured, in fact, um, or over it, I should say. Um, Let's see, one, let's see, 92.7% have recovered already. But how many active cases do we have at this moment? Uh, eighty-eight thousand. Now, of those eighty-eight thousand, you know, some are recovering at home, but we have um, eight eight thousand seven hundred and eighty-eight in an ICU unit, and fifty-six thousand. Fifty six and a half thousand in regular hospital setting. Death rate for the state of Ohio, we have had twenty thousand. Um, uh, I guess a little closer to twenty one thousand. I can tell this number's off, but it's uh, 20,700 and some. Um, Vaccinations. 51.8% of our population in the state of Ohio have received now a vaccine. Let's talk about Athens. We had 37 new cases in the last day. Our total so far since this all began 5,729. We presently have 221 being hospitalized. 5,272 have recovered. Uh, Vaccinations. 44.7%. 44.7% have been vaccinated in our county. And this figure hasn't changed for quite a while. Uh, the deaths attributed to COVID in Athens County have remained at 60 for, I think, several weeks. All right. Well. I came across another little blurb type report. <coughs> I don't know if I'll use this too often, but. I have so many things available to me to use any given morning when we don't have a guest. But uh, this is like odd things that have been happened on an, on or near this date. For well, we'll just do a few and you'll get the idea. Goodyear tires, right? Yes. Let me turn your mic on. Goodyear tires was founded. Um, yesterday, but 1898. So August 29th, 1898. Their description is, Goodyear is an American multinational tire manufacturing company that is based in Akron. The first Goodyear tires received popularity due to the little maintenance they required and the fact that they were easily detachable. Okay, so there's a little blurb. 1963, two days ago on August 28th, Martin Luther King Jr. delivered that famous I Have a Dream speech. You may recall he followed the footsteps of his father and grandfather, studied theology, and became a pastor at the Baptist Church. During the course of his fight for equality, this man was arrested over 20 times Now, this is real important. On August 27th, but the year 1952, Pee-wee Herman was born.
6: (laughs) That is significant. Isn't that? Mr. Paul
4: Pee-wee Rubens. Let's see. What do they have to say about him? He was born in Peekskill, New York. When he turned 11, he became part of Oslo Theater, landing roles in various plays till he turned 17 years old. As a member of a comedy group known as The Grounding, The Groundling, he landed various roles as Moses Feldman, Jay Longstone, Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee Herman. remember the uh, transcontinental flight uh, not not that you would remember it but remember reading of it that Amelia Earhart completed oh yes that was on August 25th 1932. here. Oh, um, no, I have this a little bit wrong. She was a notable female pilot who came into the spotlight in 1928 as the first female to fly across the Atlantic. They go on to say, although male pilots accompanied don't think I knew that part. But then they go on. However, Earhart mysteriously vanished on August 25th, 1932. What's another thing notable in the last few days? August 24th, 1891. Thomas Edison was awarded a patent for his ingenious new invention. The first of its kind, this contraption let viewers look into a peephole at the top of a box, where a magnifying lens allowed them to see images inside, and more importantly, the, the images were in motion. So basically, we're talking about the motion picture camera. 19, 1891. All right. Well, a few little interesting points like Um Let's see. It's uh
6: 9:30. And uh, actually that clock is a little bit slow. Well, that's right. I'm looking
4: the wrong clock. Yeah. So it's just would, about Would you uh when you get a chance? Yeah. Uh perhaps it's needing a new battery. Could be. But it's actually... 940. 940. We have one, two, three, four. We have four clocks in the studio here. They're all different kinds. Um, But one of them is running 10 minutes slow today. And I'm just guessing it's in need of a new battery. All right. So, what about it? The New York Times. Let's see what they want to talk about today. They start out with vaccine immunity may not be may not really be waning much, which means universal booster shots may do little good. That's encouraging. (laughs) Yeah. Let's see here. This is kind of a lengthy item. Okay. Last month, late last month, researchers in Israel released some alarming new COVID-19 data. The data showed that many Israelis who had been among the first to receive the vaccine were nonetheless catching the COVID virus. Israelis who had been vaccinated later were not getting infected as often. The study led to headlines around the world about the waning immunity. The idea that vaccines lose their effectiveness over time. In the U.S., the Israeli study accelerated a debate about vaccine booster shots and played a role in the Biden administration's recent recommendation that all Americans receive a booster shot eight months after their second dose. But the real story about waning immunity is more complex than the initial headlines suggested. Some scientists believe that the Israeli data was misleading and that the U.S. policy on booster shots has gotten ahead of the facts. The evidence for waning immunity is murky, these scientists say, and booster shots may not have a big effect. After returning from an August break last week, the writer of this article says, I have spent time reaching out to scientists to ask for their help in understanding the current confusing stage of the pandemic. How worried should vaccinated people be about the Delta variant? How much risk do children face? Which parts of the COVID story are being overhyped and which deserve more attention? The writer goes on, I'll be trying to answer these questions in the coming weeks. But then goes on, one of the main messages I'm hearing from the experts is that conventional wisdom about waning immunity is problematic. Yes, the immunity from the COVID vaccines will wane at some point, but it may not yet have waned in a meaningful way. There's a big difference between needing another shot every six months versus every five years. That's from Dr. David Doughty an epidemiologist at Johns Hopkins University. He goes on, so far, looking at the data we have, I'm not seeing much evidence that we've reached that point. Uh, Let's go on here. This, This part is entitled Simpson Strikes Again. And it reads, at first glance, the Israeli data seems straightforward. People who had been vaccinated in the winter were more likely to contract the virus this summer than people who had been vaccinated in the spring. <laughs> yet, it would be, yet it would truly be proof of waning immunity only if the two groups, the winter and spring vaccine recipients, were otherwise similar to each other if not the other differences between them might be the real reason for the gap in the covid rates this gets a little complicated doesn't it as it turns out the two difference were different the two the two groups were different First Israelis to have received the vaccine tended to be more affluent and educated. By coincidence, these same groups later were among the first exposed to the Delta variant. Perhaps because they were more likely to travel, their higher infection rate may have stemmed from the news—I'm sorry—from the new risks they were taking, not any change in their vaccine protection. Statisticians have a name for this possibility. When top-line statistics point to a false conclusion that disappears when you examine subgroups, it's simply called Simpson's Paradox. This paradox may also explain some of the U.S. data that the CDC has cited to justify booster shots. Many Americans began to resume more indoor activities this spring. That more were getting COVID may reflect their newfound COVID exposure, as well as the arrival of Delta, rather than the waning of immunity over time. Sure enough, Other data supports the notion that vaccine immunity is not waning much. The ratio ratio of positive COVID tests among older adults and children, for example, does not seem to be changing. Dowdy, and that's that uh, doctor we were talking about a moment ago, he notes... If waning immunity were a major problem, we should expect to see a faster rise in COVID cases among older people, those who were among the first to receive the shots. And even the Israeli analysis showed that the vaccines continued to prevent serious COVID illness at essentially the same rate as before. Now, this is a lengthy item. It's in the New York Times. They're online stuff. And uh, if you'd like to read more detail, I suggest you visit their website. But I do have a couple more points. And, and here's my best attempt to give you an objective summary of the evidence. Free from alarmism and acknowledging uncertainty. Immunity does probably wane modestly within the first year of receiving a shot. For this reason, the booster shots make sense for vulnerable people Support giving additional doses of vaccine to highly immunocompromised persons in nursing home residents, not to the general public. Okay. Next, the current booster shots may do little good for most people. The vaccines continue to provide excellent protection against illness as opposed to merely a positive COVID test. People will eventually need boosters, but it may make more sense to wait for one specifically designed to combat a variant. We don't know whether a non-Delta booster would improve protection against Delta. going on. The national policy of frequent booster shots has significant costs financially and otherwise. Among other things, the exaggerated discussion of waning immunity contributes to vaccine skepticism. While Americans are focusing on booster shots, other policies may do much more to beat back COVID, including more vaccine mandates in the U.S., a more rapid push to vaccinate the world, and prevent other variants from taking root. And one more thing, an accelerated FDA study of vaccines for children. As always, we should be open to changing our minds as we get new evidence. As one doctor puts it, we have time to gather the appropriate evidence before rushing into boosters. Okay. Well... Things continue to be very nervous and tense over in Kabul. Um, Let's see here. I'm trying to uh, just scan through here to see if there's anything that, that jumps out at me that I ought to share. But once again, um, a thorough report in the New York Times. Um. See, I see a caller here. Let me bring them on board. I'm sorry you had to wait. Good morning. Tickety-poo. Tickety-poo, indeed.
2: Hey, uh, Saturday, they use first home game, man, Get Syracuse. Yes, sir. Two o'clock?
4: Oh, I thought it was... Uh, seven. Seven p.m.
2: Oh, seven p.m.? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, well, I wasn't sure. I, I just, one of the players told me, but they didn't tell me what time. <laughs>
4: okay. No, I'm pretty sure it's seven p.m.
2: Y'all going to have pizzas up there?
4: Well, they're going to have all the normal stuff. And I cool. think
2: some many
4: of the stands do offer pizza.
2: Right. Okay. All right. I just, hey, we're... I'm excited. I'm ready for football.
4: We're going to go. We're going to go. We're, we're looking forward to it as well.
2: Oh, yeah. I usually, I usually sit there behind the players over there. Well, and I get in rough time. They mess up. I'm <laughs> watching the coaches.
4: <laughs> well, we sit up there in the uh, in the tower. Yeah, and uh, but it gets lively up there. A lot of coaches, a lot of coaches' wives. Uh huh. You know, uh, coaches' families, and they get pretty excited.
2: Well, I'm I'm getting I'm excited when I heard about it.
4: There you yeah. go. Well, I'm ready. Saturday night, seven o'clock.
2: Thank you, sir, for your information. You
4: bet. We'll see
2: you what's later. Wrong with, what's wrong with the AM side? Um, the
4: the engineers are out there working. Um, it, it has something to do with the storm initially. Oh, we, we had a lot of lightning. Yeah. And um, so they're working on it.
2: Yeah, my son said, Dad, you coming over because they got, you know, they moved to a new house. They bought a house. Mm-hmm. I said, I can't. She said, Why? I said, Well, you know, I'm so sweet. I'll melt in that <laughs> rain. <laughs>
4: yeah, okay. We'll let hey, you I go do. with that. <laughs> All right.
2: I'll leave on that When Y'all have a great day. <laughs> thank you. Thank you.
4: <laughs> bye bye. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, here, I just found a chart of. Stuff we normally do, and, and we got.
6: Yeah, you know, to mention real quick while you're looking for that, there is that uh, Ohio State football kicks off Thursday night, here on 970 WATH, and kickoff is at eight o'clock. Pre-game's usually an hour and a half before kickoff, so right around six thirty, the Buckeyes will kick off Thursday, at Minnesota. That's going to be a tough ball game for the Buckeyes, and then. The Bobcats, Saturday night at 7 from Peden Stadium, taking on big school Syracuse.
4: And, folks, we have so many wonderful advertisers helping bring these products to you. Yes, we do. So, um, local businesses that need your support.
6: Yeah, we're going to be giving away tickets to the Bobcats game, both on uh, 970 and over on our sister station, the flagship station of the Bobcats, Power 105.
4: Okay. Scott, normally before this time, and we only have uh, four minutes. Yeah. We've done, um, what do you call it? Historical events, right? Right. So in the year 1146, European leaders outlawed the crossbow. And in so doing, they thought they were going to end war for all time. In 1363, the beginning of the Battle of Lake Poyang, Poyang, two Chinese rebel leaders, whose names I can't pronounce, are pitted against each other in what was one of the largest naval battles in history during the uh, Mongol-led Yuan Dynasty, 1363 of the year. Let's move up a few years. 1682, William Penn leaves England to sail to the New World. Uh, boom, 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 boom. Tannenberg. The Battle of Tannenberg in 1914. That was part of World War I. In East Prussia, ends in destruction of the Russian Second Academy. Wow. Wow. It was somewhere between 122,000 to 170,000 killed, injured, or captured by the German uh, 7th Army. Wow. That's significant. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Alexander Lukashenko. Today's his 67th birthday. L u k a s h e n k o. Who is that? Uh, give me the spelling one more time. L u. Lukashenko. L u k a s h e n k o.
6: Alexander there? Lukashenko. Uh, let's see, is a Belarusian politician who served as the first president of Belarus since the establishment of the office on July twentieth, nineteen
4: 1994. Okay, Peter the Cruel died on... No, no, born on the state in 1334. He died in 1369. Not a real long life. Peter the Cruel. Wonderful name. The Cruel? Yeah, like the bad <laughs> guy. Yeah.
6: I hope nothing comes up on this, but... Let's see. Got was one. the minute. king of Castile and Leon from 1350 to 1369? He was the last ruler of the main branch of the House of Ivrea.
4: Ted Williams,
6: baseball player,
4: 1918 birth, 2002 death, and World War II veteran. How about that? Let's see Charles Bronson. This would be his. Uh, the date he passed in 2003. And Vera Ellen, in 1981, died on this date. Another showbizzer. Yeah, a dancer. Well, folks, we're out of time. Uh, We hope hope to have our regular AM station back on the air in the next hour or two. Uh, As I said, the engineers are working on it. So good luck. Keep your fingers
0: crossed for them. They need the help. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM.
1: W-A-T-H,
2: this is CBS
1: News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Hurricane Ida slammed New Orleans with torrential rain and more than 150-mile-an-hour winds that knocked out power to the entire city. Pastor Joseph Durant and his family had to move into their car when their home was destroyed.
2: i got all of the kids. i got my dogs. And, and before we got barricaded in, I said it would be a good idea that we get out of there.
1: Ida was downgraded to a tropical storm this morning, but the damage continues. Correspondent Jonathan Vigliotti is in Mandeville.
4: We still have high gusts of winds in certain parts of the state as the storm continues continues its path, but those floodwaters continuing to rise and with all of this infrastructure so impacted, it's going to be many days before people could safely emerge. The governor here in fact telling people to be prepared to stay inside for up to 72 hours. I
1: just-